Welcome to the ICANN Podcast, the podcast of the Indiana Catholic Conference. The Indiana Catholic Conference is the official public policy voice of the Catholic bishops of Indiana. Welcome back to the ICANN Podcast. This is Alexander. And Angela. Sorry we missed you last week because of the snowstorm, but we're back now. And we're uh, excited to dive in at yet another week of activity down at the State House. So this week, we are going to talk about where we are in the session. And then we've got three bills, sort of four bills that we're going to discuss on our podcast. Uh, First up, where we are in the session. So we just passed the crossover point uh, where bills from one chamber go to the next. And um, now that we're in the next week, Angela, what like what does that look like now? Well, it goes. We go start the process all over again. Um, bills that made it out of committee and got a vote now go are in the other chamber, and we'll have to go through the committee, get out of committee, um, and then be placed for another vote. Mm-hmm. And not everything that makes it from one chamber successfully makes it out of the other chamber. So it's kind of a wait and see. Mm-hmm. And so I do want to mention um, the concept of dead bills really quick. And we call them dead bills because they're bills that didn't make it past um, one chamber by the crossover point. So we say they're dead bills, but in fact, it's not, they're not necessarily dead, right? And Angela, how can some of the language in those bills make its way back into other bills? Well, if they're tied to or relevant to to other bills, um, they can be brought back as an amendment. Also, the actual bill may be dead, but it's not uncommon for, say, a bill that starts in the House to become dead, but have an identical or very close bill in the Senate. So the House bill could be dead, but all the properties and everything that the lawmakers want it exist in the other bill. Mm. So dead in name only in some respects. Mm-hmm. So we hear that the, the really the best way, if you want to get an idea across in the General Assembly, your best bet is to have a bill on either chamber, right? Filed at the same time. So that if one of them dies, that, that same concept still makes it through the whole process, right? And we see that often. Yeah. Um, and so we've got a, a couple of bills that are like that that we're following this year, but none of those um, that we're actually talking about today. So just to jump into the bills that we're covering, uh, first up is Senate Bill 8. Uh, Angela, can you tell us about Senate Bill 8? Senate Bill 8 is part of a collection of bills, six, Senate Bill 6 through 10, that deals with policing, reducing crime, and the criminal justice system. And 8 specifically deals with um, bails. And one of the reasons that the ICC is interested in this bill is because it puts a restriction on charitable organizations. It only allows them to place bail twice within 180 days. Mm -hmm. And there are charitable institutions that help um, people with bail. Because remember, when someone is arrested, they're presumed innocent until they're proven guilty. If they can't make bail, they could lose their job. If they lose their job, they could lose their house and families could be put on the street. 
um, charitable institutions have a history of only doing bail for nonviolent offenses. And so it could be a robbery, not armed, or a variety of other things that someone could be arrested for, a nonviolent offense, and they need to make bail. Mm-hmm. Those who end up staying in, in jail until they can have a hearing or have a trial, it affects, you know, people without discretionary income or the poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not the way the criminal justice system should be set up, that only those who have money can have the advantage of being out until trial, right? particularly on a nonviolent offense. Right. That's a very good point. So uh, the ICC sent a letter in opposition to that bill to the committee to which it was assigned. The next bill is 251. It has to do with medical compact. And Alexander testified. And Alexander, can you tell everyone about that and what a medical compact is? Mm-hmm. So it, and it sounds kind of complex, but it's actually a pretty simple concept. Um, states that are part of this, what they call the Interstate Medical Licensure Compact, uh, it, it makes it easy for uh, physicians to get licenses in multiple states. So if you're a physician working in, uh, in Ohio, um, it would be easy for you to also um, treat patients in Indiana if both Indiana and Ohio are part of that, that licensure compact. And when the Catholic Conference was looking at this, we, uh, we were thinking about it in, in a few different ways, but we had three primary questions. Um, one, does it help to expand access to health care, especially for underserved areas of the state? state are state laws um, respected where the patient is? And then finally, does it adequately protect conscience protections? Um, and so the answer to all three of those was yes, and we, we wanted to support that, especially since it helps to um, helps to expand access to health care in underserved areas. And another reason that it's good is that there are some states, and particularly with um, COVID, they extended reciprocity to health care workers, which allows if, you know, if someone was licensed in another state, they could come in. But reciprocity doesn't carry with it the ability to oversee or sanction. Um, so if someone's license is under review or revoked in another area, they wouldn't be able to come in under the compact. If they did something that went against the, the, the laws or the rules in Indiana, they could be held accountable because of the compact. With reciprocity, it's not so easy to hold someone accountable. Mm. Yeah, so that's 251, and um, it did pass the uh, House Committee to which it was assigned, and it it is now reassigned to Ways and Means, and we'll continue to watch that bill as it moves through the process. And ask for your help in supporting it. All right, so then the last bill is uh, 352, and that's the subprime uh, installment loan bill. Uh, Angela, where is that in the process? And, and just remind us, what, what does that bill entail? 352, it's predatory lending. It's not payday lending. It has the 36% cap interest, which is what um, 
advocates against payday payday lending and predatory lending have been wanting for a long time. But the 36% is really a fiction um, because the lender can t- attach monthly maintenance um, fees and different other fees. And it, it could end up being anywhere from the 36% to over 75%. It is so egregious that in Indiana, there is a loan sharking law that prohibits loan sharking and that's at 72%. Mm-hmm. And this bill, an amendment was added to exempt it from loan sharking. So they know it's loan sharking, which is why they added the amendment saying, oh, we won't call it loan sharking, even though it fits the definition of loan sharking. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it won't get another hearing, but if it does, we will vigorously you know, go against it and hope people will join us. Mm-hmm. And we're working with some of the legislators on the committee to which it was assigned. And uh, yeah, like Angela said, we hope that you will help us in reaching out to your legislators. We still have that action alert for 352 up on our action alerts page. So at any point, you can go to that and send a message to your legislator asking them to oppose it. Yeah. And then there are a few bills that, you know, people have contacted us about 1041, 1134. And we've been working behind the scenes, talking to people, expressing, you know, our interests um, based on our faith. Well, well said just to give hopefully that gives folks a sense of, um, you know, we're, we're not we're not ignoring anything that's um, important that's happening in the state house, But, um, you know, we're trying to. Uh, have good strategies when it comes to uh, our, our advocacy. Um, yeah. And so at any point, if you feel, even if we don't have an action alert about out about something, you can always reach out to your legislator about it and tell them your personal opinion. So you can always do that through our action alert center. Yeah. Well, thank you for tuning in again. We missed you last week and we hope everyone stayed warm and safe uh, during the snowy weather and hope you have a great Super Bowl weekend. God bless. God bless.